0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Be Your Muse podcast. I'm your host, Katie Skinner-Hur. I am coming to you live. Not live. This is not live. Um, well, anyway, um, a little bit of update on my life is I currently live in Richmond, Virginia. I moved here from Las Vegas. Evan and I took a cross-country trip with our two dogs. They come with us everywhere that they can. We are total dog people. Absolutely not in, interested in the idea of never not being dog people. Um a couple people suggested or they didn't really suggest but they kind of just like looked down on our decision of bringing our dogs with us. Um when I was growing up when I was a kid, uh we moved a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> and sometimes my my mom had to make the really difficult decision of giving away dogs when we moved because when you're a parent of seven children and you're moving, sometimes across country like overseas in fact many times we moved overseas um we had to give away dogs and i at the time as a child was really mad at my mom for doing that i thought like how could she possibly do this i gave her the silent treatment i slammed a lot of doors i cried a lot as like a teenager a child because obviously i got very emotionally attached to dogs um i still think about all of my childhood dogs i've had so many um, but now as an adult, I'm like, well, this is my opportunity to rectify that and to really show my like inner child, you know, your the younger version of yourself is still within you and just show her that we can do this. Like we live a different life now. Things are different. Evan and I are, neither of us are in the military. We don't move. Well, we kind of, I feel like we move a lot for someone our age. Um, most people I know don't haven't moved as much as we have. When I say move, I mean like to a different city. Um, like whole new lifestyle kind of, kind of deal. We've had a lot of lifestyles in our four years of being married. Um, there's Washington, (laughs) DC, there's Las Vegas, there's Richmond, Virginia. Um, just every house feels like we're just a whole new version of ourselves. And, um, anyway, and another big update that you, by the time this podcast has come out, you will know, um, is that I am pregnant. (laughs) Um, Evan and I are expecting our first baby um due in march i th- I think I mean I'm pretty sure i i mean that's like the estimated time frame um could be a little later i I don't really know um that's kind of one of the journeys i mean that's like the estimation by the way that people usually do the math of these things March time to kind of give you a general time frame anyway, so if you didn't know because you didn't see it on Instagram or however I decide to announce it. Um, that's the truth. Evan and I are, uh, having a baby and I'm very, very excited about that. And I wanted to share a little bit of background on that, um, and share my honest opinion on my, my, my honest reaction and some of the things that I've dealt with. So if you have kids, you want to have kids, you, um, this, this episode may have some perspective for you. So I'm going to kind of talk about these things. If you feel like you don't have anyone to talk about, I know I frequently feel like I don't have anyone to talk about specific nuances. I mean, like I have doctors, I have friends, I have family, I have, you know, my siblings. Um, my older sister has been pregnant a couple of times and uh, my mom, of course. Um, I, so I feel like I have people to talk to about certain things, but like, what about the like really specific stuff? And so I just wanted to kind of like open up that conversation for anybody who feels like um, they don't really have somewhere to listen to. Um, and if you are listening to this out of like morbid curiosity and you never want, like, you know that you just do not want children or maybe not for like a really long time, or maybe you're just kind of like waiting to see what the future holds, but like right now you're just like, not in the cards for me, absolutely not. Um, I wanna say that I respect your opinion as well um, and that I I hold space for that Um, because there was at one point, uh, and I'm in by no way implying that you are going to change your mind, <laughs> but there was at one, one point in my life where I was pretty certain that I did not want children. Um. And of course, if you are like, "I do not want children, I'm not expecting you to ch- change your mind. That's not what this is. Um, you can absolutely basically like what I'm really holding space for is like everybody is so different. Trust me, I am hyper aware of how different we all are. Um, my experience is not a one size fits all, but I thought like you know where else can I start this conversation um and start providing some some feedback? I also want to say before I start getting into pregnancy. Um, not my, my knowing and my belief and my value that I'll be sharing throughout my journey is that not only straight couples can have babies. Um, however, people choose to do that, whether they want to adopt or have a surrogate or whatever, I hold space for that as well. That is something that should be normalized is LGBTQ couples, um, doing so. People also choose to have children by themselves, um, of any gender. They decide, Hey, I want to have a child by myself. Also, not everybody who gets pregnant is or or identifies as a woman. So I also want to just kind of mention that. So in my experience, I'll be talking through my experience um, as a person who identifies as a woman. At the same time, I want to hold space and I want to do what I can to normalize the fact that not everybody who is pregnant is in a marriage (laughs) with a man, like heterosexual relationship. Um, There are so many different ways to do this journey. Some people, there's just, it's so different um but again just to kind of clear that and say I will be speaking from my personal experience going forward um so <laughs> my first reaction to finding out that I was pregnant was oh my god finally finally so I haven't really been sharing this um but Evan and I have had um some issues I don't want to say issue okay Evan and I it's been a long journey basically um so I wanted to kind of clear up that this, like some, <laughs> okay. So, okay, hang on. All right. So let's back up. At this age, Evan and I are both almost 30. Evan is 28 and I'm about to turn 28 in a few months. Um, we've been married for almost four years. In October, it'll be four years. And I don't know when this podcast comes out. I'm currently um, recording this in August. Um, And I think I'm going to give it some time before I announce. And then I'll put out this podcast. So we'll see. I'm kind of at this age where people... Are either like on their second or third child already at our age or they are still single not interested not thinking about it and just like it's just having children is such a foreign concept to them they're like wow that's or <laughs> people if if they find out about pregnancy i don't think anybody's reacted this way towards me yet thank god but the reaction towards finding out that someone's pregnant is like oh my god i'm so sorry like are you what are you gonna do <laughs> And um, that's not the case for Evan and I. We have wanted this. We've been saving it for this. We've been talking about this forever. I mean, Evan and I have both known from the get-go that we are both people who want children. Um, I kind of, like I said earlier, I kind of wavered in and out. Um, but it always stemmed in my fear that I wasn't going to be a good mother um, and that I, I couldn't afford it. Uh, I couldn't handle it. I didn't want to handle it. It was more coming from like a self-doubt area. That was my personal experience. But I've always known that like I wanted a family. I wanted like a happy full house of joy. And I wanted to go, like when I thought about my future, like 20 years ahead, I always thought of myself as having kids. But I just like, when it came down to it, I was like, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> so if you feel that way, just know like that's okay. Take things day by day. Do what you need to do. Um, If you're single, like, I mean, hold space for the fact that maybe you'll change your mind by yourself or Maybe you'll meet someone who changes your mind. And that's something that happened to me was because I met Evan and I was just like, man, he is amazing. And if my children are anything like him, I will be so happy and I will feel so incredibly fulfilled. Um, So that was my reaction was finally, um, because we've been talking about it for so long. Um, And then when we got married, we weren't like necessarily ready immediately to have children. Um, like right away, of course, some people are just like ready to go, they get married and they're like, this is my dream. Let's build a family. Um, some people just kind of like want to enjoy their, their, um, time together. We just enjoyed for the first three, two, hmm, two years, let's say two years. Um, we really just enjoyed ourselves as a couple who was, we were committed. Um, like that really, really changes things. Um, if you're married, maybe you'll relate to the fact that like putting it on paper and like having a ceremony in front of your family and friends and like doing like your, your taxes together. Like just something about that really changed so much for me Uh, before Evan and I got married. I didn't think that we would, that things would really change after we got married. We were living together after we got engaged, we moved in together and um, I just kind of thought like, Oh, it's going to be the same. Like, but no, it really just opened up. Um, So I just wanted to enjoy that time of us being like technically, you know, formally committed, um, and not with kids. <laughs> um, I was mostly worried for the for the while for a while about the financial burden of of, of a baby. I didn't really know the cost. I didn't really think about it. I didn't really ask around. Um, I just kind of had in my head that like babies were like this terrible thing <laughs> that was really expensive and like maybe a joy. But like I wasn't ready to enjoy the 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 little beam of light that they can be um and anytime i saw somebody else having someone else's pregnancy announcement or i saw a child i saw a baby i just didn't feel like lit up i was just kind of like oh cool like you you know what i mean like when you see somebody else that has something that's technically like a thing that people want like one good example is like somebody owns a luxury car or like they live in an expensive apartment or they have a specific job and you're just kind of in the space of like well that's good for you but i i don't feel lit up um and i want to add a little caveat there and say That if you feel lit up, whether that's like a trigger, like a jealousy trigger, or like a frustration and anger, um, like you feel like riled up by somebody else's positive news or like a thing that they have in their life that's interesting and you should look into that um because it it could it could i'm not saying it does because there's there's space for so many nuances here but if you feel like jealousy or rage at somebody else minding their business like let's say they're not hurting anybody they're not in your in your face they're not in your way but they have a child they have a thing um and they're getting congratulated for it. like, oh, congrats on the new car, congrats on your baby, congrats on your wedding, like, whatever. And you're feeling just like this rage about it. Um, like consider like consider that because there could be some shadow around there saying that you can't have it. Or if you have it, like things won't work out for you. That was a huge thing for me. I remember being like 19 and seeing like, um, <laughs> like there's that first round of people, you know, from high school or college or whatever, who just like get married really young I mean that's that's the way that's the way I see it. Um, I got married pretty young, so there's no shade here whatsoever. But I always feel like the way when I talk to other people, there's like a first round of people who get married like right outside of college or maybe in college. Um, so when I was like 19 years old, I was like meeting I, I saw on Facebook mostly, or like hearing down the grapevine of somebody our age who was getting married. And in my head, I was like, "What? That's weird. Why are you getting married so young?" And then I started to like apply all these judgments, like, "Oh, they're they're like." they're what's the word they're settling down they're being boring like you should be excitable and like do stuff and adventurous when you're 19 you should be like meeting other people and partying and um I mean that was like my own shadow of me believing that I couldn't have that I didn't get to have that um and that kind of popped up in and out throughout Evan and I's relationship um but then lo and behold like attracts like right like life is a mirror et cetera, et cetera when Evan and I got engaged, that was the biggest, I wanna say negative reaction that I received from acquaintances. None of my like friends really said this to me, but acquaintances would kind of say it to me, like in passing, or I would overhear from somebody else that they said it to them. Like when I was in college, um, I I had um, a lot of friend circles. So when you have a lot of friend circles, you kind of hear a lot from people and you have a lot of acquaintances, like that's just kind of how it works. Um, and so I would hear, I, Evan and I got engaged when we were 23, 2016. We were about, we were like a few months away from graduating college. Uh, We both graduated December of 2016, got engaged in um, August of 2016. So there you go. So there's like a few months where I was still in college while engaged. And just like people said like, oh, you're like, I'm so happy for you in this like really flat way, like that you're settling down and like, uh, oh, you know, uh, I can't remember, like, like people would say things, like, just say things like that, like, you're settling down, or, like, oh, you know, maybe you can be the DD, like, just these kinds of things that'll, that, like, assume that Evan and I are just gonna, like, sit at home all day. Some couples do that, like, they, they kind of just, like, when you get booed up, you just, like, disappear, <laughs> and you, like, order takeout and don't really go anywhere. That is not Evan and I's style, um, at all. If you're into astrology, Evan and I both have a lot of Sagittarius in our chart, um, He's a Sagittarius moon. I'm a Sagittarius sun and rising. We both have Sagittarius north nodes. Anyway, I could go on. Point is there's, I do not see any way, no matter how many kids we have or how many dogs we have or what kind of house we live in. I see no way that Evan and I just like become boring and stay at home all day. Um, That so far has been like our biggest issue with like, like the biggest, like the biggest source of tension is we're like, I'm bored. Let's go do something. And then we're like, well, what do we do? (laughs) Uh, During the pandemic, we took, we I traveled the most, during the pandemic, of course, safely, we always went to remote areas. I'm getting off subject here. Okay, back to the pregnancy. Um, so um, Evan and I decided in 2019, 19, 2019, I had just shaved my head. <laughs> um, 2019 that we wanted to, uh, we wanted a family, we said, this is it. Because also, like I had done so much trauma healing at that point, so much deep inner work. For those of you who have known me my spiritual journey really started in like I mean it's been happening in waves my whole life but the one that really like smacked me awake was um Evan and I when we got married in 2017 we went to Costa Rica on our honeymoon and a lot of people say like you know Costa Rica is beautiful it's a vortex I didn't know that at the time I didn't go to Costa Rica to like have a spiritual awakening I just went because it was like I don't know cool like we wanted to go there and we kind of had like a specific budget um to to travel and Costa Rica was like exotic enough but like not super out there. I mean, ideally I would have loved to like go to Greece or something, but Evan and I always say like there's time for that. There's time for that. There's time for that. Anyway, so um we went to Costa Rica and I remember oh my god, like our in a nutshell. I I don't want to get too off track, but I feel like this is all really relevant. Um when Evan and I went to Costa Rica in 2017, um that was not a relaxing vacation. That was like <laughs> our car broke down. There were multiple thunderstorms. The sun would set at like three thirty p.m. If you've ever been to Costa Rica at like in the October fall time, um, the sun would set really early and it would get super dark. And it was rainy season. It was like off tourist season. Um, I remember someone at a at a um at a restaurant we went to was like, we showed up and we're like, Hey, table for two. And they were like, Oh, uh, actually like I was about to close. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, we just don't really get a lot of tourists at this time of year, but he kind of served us anyway. Like, I think he, he kind of served us what he had. Um, they were out of a lot of things. Um, and he, um, and, and so the server was like, uh, he, he was actually an expat from America. So he moved, from America to Costa Rica. And he was actually the owner of this, um, butterfly garden brewery, which was, I think it was a beer garden. I don't think it was a brewery, but anyway, um, it was really, really fascinating because he was telling us like October is the one month a year where nobody in the country travels. So there's like, uh, he was kind of telling us, like, you know, you get people from this country traveling at this time of year. These people have, like, a long Christmas break. These people have a long summer break. Um, this population tends to travel a lot in February. But nobody, nobody travels in October. And we traveled in October because that was when we got married. And I was just like, wow, really? Like, I feel like October is a popular, um, like, wedding season. Like, it's fall. It's starting to get cool out. Um, I noticed from booking wedding stuff that... um October was more expensive than like some other months, like December, January, for example, because it was just more, more, more popular, more poppin. in um, Anyway, uh, so Costa Rica was a trial. It was, it was um, a test to see how Evan and I could communicate with each other when things went wrong. How did Evan react when we were in a foreign country? He didn't speak the language. He kind of understood some Spanish. I'm a a, fi- I'm a fluent Spanish speaker. That's a story for another day. But I am a fluent Spanish speaker. I can speak it, understand it, listen to it, read it. I'm I can do it. I'm fluent. Um Evan has uh he was out of his comfort zone for sure. Um and um a lot of things went wrong. I mean, like it was <laughs> uh we stayed in an Airbnb in a fairly remote area where the Wi-Fi was not great. Um and we just did like rugged activities, like a lot of hiking um, stuff like that. We've rented a four wheeler and like, we went out, our car got stuck in a ditch for a really long time and we didn't have service. It was just like all of that. Um, and keep like on top of that, um, Costa Rica is a vortex. It is a very beautiful country. Um, and I realized on that trip that we are so spiritually blessed. Like Evan and I are protected uh, as long as we communicate with each other. And with the universe in our own unique ways, um, as long as we love each other and we have like that bond, that's when I realized that like Evan and I's marriage was the right decision. We were meant to be together um, and (laughs) how to prepare better next time when we go out and travel. But I also firmly believe that that trip was exactly what it needed to be. Um, And I've had other friends who've gone on honeymoons and they went to like Jamaica or wherever Mexico and they just like had a beautiful relaxing time took lots of Instagram pictures um Evan and I I don't feel like I got that experience in uh Costa Rica but I came I came back feeling like a different person it was wild um I remember just like looking around at I lived in Richmond Virginia at the time that's where I live now and Evan and I like went out to a club with some friends they wanted to meet up with us, and I started looking around and being like, "What is this world? What is going on like studying people and being like, "What are we doing? you know you if i don't know if you if you are if you are a spiritual person, if you partake in the the spiritual craft of your choosing, you absolutely know what I'm talking about here um just like something happens, something awakens you, and you just do not." Feel like the same. Your body on a cellular level feels different, um, and that's how I felt um, all the time. <laughs> so anyway, I went through a lot of healing um, since then, and then so fast forward two years, August of 2019, Evan and I decide we realize that like we're never going to be fully figured out. Uh, we're never going to like have enough quote unquote money, um, but we both have so much motivation, and we have such strong family values, and. It's also worth mentioning that we do have a very strong family network. That is pretty huge. Um, Not saying that you can't do it without it, but I also just kind of want to acknowledge that privilege that we had that made us feel safe in that decision. Um, So like, you know, if something went wrong or we didn't know what we were doing or something, we needed help. I have many siblings. I have six siblings for those of you who don't know, all who would just be happy to be an uncle and aunt. Um, I have a wealth of information from my mother, who's obviously been pregnant many times, my older sister, who's been pregnant many times, um, and my husband had a lot of immediate family nearby. So there's there's that. I mean, that's huge. Um, and so also back to what I was saying about a decision lighting you up or not, we had just gone to visit his extended family and um, his one of his cousins um, had a new baby. And just like being around that baby and just like being with family seeing Evan interact with the baby like it just i felt i felt this deep knowing that it was time and it was i was i was ready um because um i i mean like <laughs> it's very different than baby fever i would say because i've gotten that question before like what's the difference between like knowing deeply that you're ready versus just like fleeting baby fever the biggest piece of advice i can give you is like Okay. So it depends on how you typically make decisions. Um, I know myself very well because I have jumped into a lot of things in my life because, um, I would recommend if you're into this, um, human design, look into human design and look at what your, um, your, oh my gosh, what's it called? So look at like what kind of type you are. I'm a manifesting generator or in your authority. That's what it is. Your authority. Um, and you're like, uh, what's the word? Um, Sorry, I'm not an expert. It's it's when you know um, when you're in alignment. I can't remember what that's called. So for me, that's um, satisfaction. And for me as a manifesting generator, one mistake that I can make um, is that I can say yes to things way too quickly without thinking about them. Because manifesting generators, they just want to do everything. Like, I want to say yes to everything. Like, everything in the world at some point sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> um, for sometime, like maybe not forever. (laughs) Um, also I'm a Sagittarius. So I not, so I just want to, I just want to try everything (laughs) at some point. Um, but with bigger decisions, um, I like to give it the rule of three, which is if it lights me up three times and I have the resources to do so and the trust to take it one day at a time, um, then it's, it's go for it. But like, let's say that I, um, said like, Evan, let's have a baby. And then we're like, okay, this sounds interesting. Let's think about it. And then I like see a baby. And then I'm like, "Uh, whatever. I don't really feel anything about it. Or I like see a pregnancy announcement or I like think about it and like visualize myself being pregnant. And like, what would that look like? And that doesn't light me up. That's like, then it's a no go. Like wait till later. It's not ready. You're not ready. Um, but rule of threes, you know, (laughs) give it some time. And I knew that Evan, I wanted Evan to be a father, like with me, I want to be a mother with Evan to be the father father of my children, however you put that. Um, so I think that, that, that it was time. Um, I thought, <laughs> uh, and this is where we get into the conception journey a little bit, nothing too graphic, do not worry, but just to kind of like, okay, so basically just just what I'm going to say here is that it's not always like they tell you in health class where it happens immediately. Um, <laughs> like you hold hands once and boom, you're pregnant. Um, it was a frustrating long journey. I cried a lot. I doubted myself a lot. Um, I made the mistake of telling some friends, um, too soon, like what we were planning and what we were doing. And, um, I, I wished, cause I think another thing that I've learned about myself, um, is that I just have a better time when I hold in my, like my work for a little bit. Like when I say hold in, I mean, like wait until it's ready to share. Um, and again, back to human design, as I've learned as a manifesting generator, um, that it's I'm not meant to just like pop into everything because I do have limitless energy. Like I, I really do. But it has to be from something that truly lights me up and something that I feel supported in. And so I just made the mistake of like talking about it too much, um, telling people, like just too many people, and then if they like didn't react the way I wanted them to, like if they said something like, oh, why? Like you want kids? Why? Um, then it would get in my, I would get in my head and I would just like feel um, upset and like feel hurt by it. And, um, you know, it just, it was sad. um sad. So it was just like a long, frustrating journey and I cried a lot. <laughs> and it was always this like annoying thing where I couldn't really plan my life a year in advance because I didn't know if we'd have a kid by then or not. Um, it was just like the uncertainty, um, or like trying to plan a trip or like an activity or something. And I wouldn't know if I'd be pregnant by then or like a move. And I just like, I wouldn't know, um, because we wanted kids. We want, like, you know, I, when we found out and Evan and I were talking about it, he was, we were talking about like how the timing when I did now, the timing is really nice and it is, it is, it's great. <laughs> uh, but Evan made a comment, um, that he said like, oh, I could have done with a year or so earlier. He didn't mean that he wasn't grateful or that the timing wasn't perfect. He just kind of made a little comment to me um, that the timing is great, but like he's been just waiting, ready, excited. And um, just, I don't know. It was, it was really heartbreaking. Like I didn't realize that it would like really fill me up with that much sadness for things to not work. And um, just the way that I thought that they would, I thought it would be easy. I thought that we would be on our second kid by now. Um, but this is also just like a beautiful lesson in surrender. Um, also, um, this allowed me that frustration and like that heartbreak allowed me to kind of think deeper about it, um, more on like, like to think more spiritually about it and like not just biologically about it, like how to make a baby, but like spiritually how to hold another soul in myself and how to raise another soul. And I got into um, the book Spirit Babies. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but the concept is uh, the book Spirit Babies, um, is a book that talks about how you can communicate with a baby who is not born yet through meditation. Um, and opening up that possibility to me, I started to see really vivid visions. Um, I am somebody who identifies as psychic in some areas. I'm not like a career psychic or anything like that. Um, but it feels good to admit that like, I do get psychic visions. I am also very clear audience. I hear things a lot. I heard the name that my baby wanted to be named. I I met them. Um, I guess I'll just say uh, I I heard uh, and I met my baby through this book, Spirit Babies. Um, just a new practice that I that I implemented. I want to say a year ago. Yeah, Evan and I were in Vegas and I was just feeling so hopeless and so frustrated. Um, and I started. I picked up the book Spirit Babies and uh, I just allowed myself to open up to the possibility that that there was someone out, like a soul that was communicating with me because i mean like if something is lighting you up that much then there must be something in your like auric field that's trying to communicate with you and trying to tell you something so anyhow <laughs> um i i met my um what i presume to be a daughter i'm open to um differences in in this so like if my baby's born a son then like that's fine or let's say I have a son, and then later down the line, she decides she wants to transition and be a woman. Like that's great. That's awesome. But in my vision, I have been told um that it's a girl. It's a girl, and she told me her name. She said this is what I want to be named. Um, and I know that, and I'm keeping the name to myself for now, um, to kind of build energy and excitement around it. Um, but anyway, that for the most part is it. Um I have felt in the first trimester at this point I'm ending the nearing the end of my first trimester. Um, and I thought that I was gonna keep it a secret until the end of my first trimester, because that's traditionally what other people do, is like they keep it a secret. Um, however, I was just too excited. I told just my immediate circle um pretty quickly. <laughs> um, and I told some family and friends pretty quickly. Uh, I also was finding it hard to keep it a secret <laughs> uh, and also keep my um, my symptoms a secret as well because I was getting... So the biggest symptoms I've had so far is morning nausea, not necessarily vomiting, but just morning nausea, ex- exhaustion, oh my God, and headaches. Um, and I think I'm ending the near of them. I haven't felt nauseous in a while now. This The pregnancy book that I'm following uh, week by week says that by now my nausea should be fading. Um, And it has been. And I'm getting some energy back. Like with this podcast, man, I have not sat down to create in so long because my body was creating this baby that like, I don't, I don't know how like people who are pregnant just like keep going. (laughs) I have been so exhausted. Um, I very transparently i have been sleeping in in the past couple of weeks um this is now starting to end but i've been sleeping in until like 11am like regardless of what time i go to bed and then i'll have energy to do like some things i'll cook i'll clean um i'll get some work done for my clients um i will uh like ha- take a morning walk uh it's really important to stay active during your pregnancy um but the issue was is like I would take my morning walk by like noon because if I wake up at 11, that leaves me till like noon. Um, and then it would just be so hot. I mean, it's pretty humid over here in Richmond, Virginia and there's not a lot of shade in the walking path I take. So <laughs> that's got a little rough anyway by two thirty, every like on the dot, pretty much my body would just be done and just absolutely ready to sleep. Um, And, (laughs) um, man, just exhausted. Like I just felt guilty, I guess, for sleeping so much. Um, but I mean, all the manuals and all the resources have told me like, Hey, it's okay. Get some rest, get some sleep. And so I've been following that. Um, and so I just want to say that if anybody out there is, Pregnant, wants to be pregnant, has been pregnant, or wants to create something new. Like, I remember feeling this when I started my business, when I started my podcast, when I started courses, when I signed on a new client, like a big client. The first three months, I would be exhausted. Like, I just felt like I could not keep my head up sometimes. I would sleep or rest any chance I could get. Whereas people... People who know me describe me typically as somebody who's very energetic and very uh, actionable and motivated. And I do not feel that way whenever I start a new project, especially um, with the beginning of this pregnancy, the first trimester. Uh, I did not feel like myself. Um, I went to like a potluck the other day with some friends and I could not wait to go home. I was not in love with the crowd, not in love with the heat, not in love with the, the noise, um, and it's not because I don't like these things inherently, but it was just like, I had a pounding headache. And if you don't know this, when you're pregnant, you can't take certain over-the-counter medications. My mom told me that you shouldn't take really anything. Um, like you shouldn't be taking, uh, acetaminophen, I think is something that I can't take. I uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Basically my mom told me, and I've, I've since talked to doctors who have kind of given me more specific guidance on this, but my mom said like, don't take any over-the-counter medication. Medi- um, medication. Um, I was taking antihistamines for allergies beforehand. Sometimes I'll take, um, like NyQuil or DayQuil or something like that. Pepto-Bismol. But my, I just, my mom said, stop all of that. So I did. And I'm very grateful. This is an opportunity for me to get deeper, um, into a deeper relationship with my body. Um, so I am grateful for that and to like trust and surrender in the bigger process. I'm currently right now, like just nervous. Um, I felt nervous for my career, I felt nervous for the future. I felt nervous financially. I have all those nerves. And I'm like, well, if I'm spending the day sleeping and creating a baby, like, what does that mean for my podcast? What does that mean for my clients? What does that mean for my social media presence? Like I have dreams and goals here and I can't reach them by sleeping. But on the other hand, having a happy, healthy baby is one of my goals. So what gives here? <laughs> um, another thing that's been a little bit of a challenge is, um, wanting advice and help from other people because this is my first time doing it um being open to other people's ideas but also remembering that this is my baby um and that evan and i have been talking about this for years oh my god like what we talk about on long car trips is like parenting how we would parent a kid we talk about our values so much like what do we value in this world like what if we could throw the rest away what would be the the, the, the habits the rituals that we could keep And so now I feel like with this baby, this is our opportunity to implement those values and, and like really bring it to life and like be, be what we say we are. And so when other people kind of like, and I don't think anybody's like trying to be malicious, but it's just like, it's a thing that people have their input in. Like, oh, you're having a baby. This is what I think you should name it. Or this is what I think, how you think you should raise it. This is how I think you should announce your pregnancy. This is how I think blah, blah, blah. This is the doctor you should see. This is the whatever you should see. And like the issue with that is like, I have become so much more family oriented in the past couple of years. Um, I didn't like, I am very independent, very like self-starter. Um, I like to go my own way. Like that's my favorite feeling in the world is like when I'm forging a new path that nobody in my group has felt or has gone. And then I can like have more to bring back. Um, and I'm always some, someone for questioning traditions. Like what, why is it that, why, why is that? Like, I just, I just wanna, I just wanna question and I just wanna like seek the truth and I know this about myself very, very well. Um, so it can be really hard for me when just like, I'm peddled with advice and opinions and um, it's that's that's a challenge because I have, again, back to human design, I have an undefined head center, which means, and I know this in cross-reference to my life in real life, but just kind of putting it in a human design way for uh, for others. Um, is that I'm just really open to ideas. Like I don't always think of ideas originally, like out of the blue, like I receive inspiration from other people. And so like that has been keeping me up at night for the past couple of days is like what other people think I should do or just like who gets to be invited to the discussions about what, how I'm going to parent. Because I feel like <laughs> personally, I feel like it should just be me and Evan. Like how we just, dis- how we talk about how parenting should be, but Um, that's just like a personal struggle that I'm going through if you have children or if you started something big and new um, that affects your whole life and the lives of others you know this to be true Um, so that's something I'm kind of working on right now Um, and if you relate to that then this one's for you my friend Um, but overall this has been an absolute blessing in my life I'm so grateful I cannot wait to meet my baby Um, as of now I have not Gotten the, um, we have not gotten the ultrasound to determine what the sex of the baby is going to be. Um, either way, people ask me like, do you are you hoping for a boy? Are you hoping for a girl? I mean, I told you guys already what I learned through the Spirit Babies book and what messages I received from that. Um, but I really don't. I don't care. I don't mind. I if um, you know my baby, we, we Evan and I are just are really open, and we know that either way, we're going to treat the baby pretty similarly for the first you know, four years of its life we're going to be treating it like a like a baby that wants love and um guidance and and safety and just like you know, a place to call home and family and toys and um so i i'm not really super worried about the sex of the baby. I'm not worried about the gender of the baby um really at all. So there's that. Um overall takeaway from this message is just kind of the takeaway of my life what Evan and I have been up to how, what my honest opinion on this was, um, what's been going on behind the scenes. I feel like I've just been MIA so much on social media and I've been like hitting myself <laughs> for not being consistent. Um, and I, but I just did not have the energy. You guys, I was so busy just creating this life. And, um, and I also just want to, fur I also, I also really, this is really, okay. This is really important. I want to remind everybody in the world that this is universally true. What I'm about to say. Because one person experienced it one way does not mean that you will experience it another way. It, like, that, sorry, the same way, the same way. Just because one person had a really tough pregnancy or they just, you know, something happened and you tell yourself, oh my gosh, I could never deal with that. I will never, I will shut myself off from something that I want because I'm afraid of that happening to me. I have had to remind myself of this consistently. And I've, I've noticed it a lot coming up with my clients when I do readings or when I've done coaching, um, and like my creativity consultations is I might share something that I learned from someone else or something another client went through. And I'll hear my client say, Oh my gosh, I don't want that to happen to me. Or I don't want a bad reading too. Or I don't want a reading that says this. Well, keep in mind, everybody is so different. And it's totally possible. It's totally possible that you have just a completely different experience. So, um, I used to do that all the time when I would hear stories of like pregnancies that just went really wrong or, um, a lot of health issues came up or something like that happened. And I would be like, Oh my gosh, I cannot handle that. Or you there, you know, a baby that, that you know is... (laughs) I don't think any babies are bad. Like a baby acts out or breaks something or throws something or something like that and it makes you want to be like, "Nope, I'm never going to have kids." Well, also keep in mind that your situation might be a little bit different. You might have more of the resources to handle it. You might develop a sense of humor around it. Like, I mean, kids are going to be kids. But um don't assume that what you have now will be what you have when you have the baby. So maybe, for example, if like if you hear about a friend who had a baby that like broke her fancy china or like colored it all over the walls or just like did something like that. Um, and you're like, oh my gosh, I could never, ever, ever deal with that. Don't cut yourself off from something that you want. If you want to have children someday, because you might develop a sense of humor around these kinds of things, or you might just develop so much more patience, or you might be given exactly what you need to work on. In that arena that also comes from birthing stories, labor stories, pregnancy stories. Um, Evan and I are currently together reading the book that I really, really recommend. Oh my gosh. Um, that my, um, cousins, Evan's cousin's wife recommended to me. It's called Ina Mae's Guide to Childbirth by Ina Mae Gaskins, author of Spiritual Midwifery. Um, so in this book are, st- there's like a chapter that's like just stories of, um, women who gave birth on this like midwifery, uh, natural childbirth farm that she runs and they tell stories of pregnancies or like pregnancies and um, uh, births that have, most of them have gone really well. Um, Like a couple, a couple women have expressed that they didn't really even hurt that bad. Some of them mentioned that they felt like a relief, like just like, like a, like a big load off of your shoulders um, that they were happy and that they felt respected and that like, they didn't need any serious uh, medical intervention. Um, they were relaxing, like not stressful. I mean, none of them said that they like were easy <laughs> and that like, they didn't have to push or do anything, uh, that was a challenge to them, but they, they just kind of expressed that like nothing really went seriously awry and that, um, they felt so happy and that it was like a, like a load off of your shoulders, um, I think of it as like a sneeze. Like, you know, when you sneeze, you're not necessarily feel, it doesn't necessarily feel good when you sneeze, but you're like, oh, that felt good. I feel better. <laughs> or like coughing a lot. Like you have something in your throat and you like cough it out. And then you're like, I feel better. Nothing went terribly wrong. And I've had to remind myself, like it's totally, totally possible that that is my experience. As, it's it's just as possible. Um, I mean, I'm taking really good care of myself. I'm eating more nutritionally than I used to. Um, I'm taking these prenatal vitamins that are curbing a lot of my cravings for like overeating or just like snacking so far. I mean, I can't speak for later, but so far my diet has been pretty clean. I mean, like there's a lot of pregnancy tropes around like eating ice cream, like a ton of ice cream. I mean, I've had some ice cream, but like a ton or like eating a lot of packaged junk food. Um and I have not had the cravings for those at all. And I think it's because of these prenatal vitamins that I'm taking are pretty good and they help me with that. And also just like this desire to like this deeper understanding that like everything I'm eating my baby is eating and um I wouldn't feed my baby like seven Twinkies. Um but also this deeper this deeper like understanding of my body that like eat when you're hungry, eat as much as you need. Um I thought about going plant-based before I found out that I was pregnant because my doctor told me I had really high cholesterol. Um, but then we talked later and I was like, well, now I found out I'm pregnant and I'm like craving meat. I'm craving eggs. What do I do? Um, and I should mention that cravings shouldn't feel like, like urgent. I, I think, okay, so the difference between like intuitive eating and cravings is that cravings are urgent and they're hyper specific. Like this specific brand, this style right now, I need Uh, oatmeal cream pie from Lil Debbie's. I need seven of them. I need it now. That's a craving. Like uh, a desire for something. Like I need something sweet. I want um, some fruit. Like, man, I've been craving fruit like crazy. The other day I was juicing fruit and like while eating bananas and like handfuls of blueberries and like I had a mango, like I just couldn't stop eating fruit. And so I figured like that's a pretty good craving. Um, I also will mention that it's common in pregnancies to develop more of a sweet tooth. I did not have much of a sweet tooth. I was more of a salty, spicy person beforehand. But now I'm like <laughs> uh yeah. Um one thing that's also helped me a lot with the no alcohol thing is I've been drinking a lot of s- seltzer water and capri suns <laughs> and smoothies. Like if you make like a fruit smoothie, I know that I know that's not the same as like a can of beer or like a vodka soda or a glass of wine. I loved celebratory drinking. I wasn't say I would be. I didn't say I would be a drink big drinker, but like I never really deprived myself of alcohol beforehand. Um, but now like I've just had to find some creative workarounds, and it's actually easier than I thought it would be. Um, so the hardest thing actually is not getting tattoos because I have like such tattoo uh, tattoo itch right now. But um. But. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, that happens a lot, by the way. Um, with tattoos, it, you're more prone to infection. And it's also just like hard on the body. And, you you know, I got a tattoo on my bicep before I knew I was pregnant. And it felt just really hard on my body. Like I was just exhausted. It took longer to heal. And so I don't really want to go through that again. <laughs> but um, I do love tattoos. And piercings as well. I heard that piercings are way more prone to infection and also just like any professional reputable tattoo artist or piercing piercer will, um, might turn you down if they know that you're pregnant or if you're visibly pregnant. Also on those forms that you fill out beforehand, they always ask you, are you pregnant? Um, and so I said no, because I didn't know at the time that I got the tattoo on my bicep, but I know now I'm not going to get more. Um, so, uh, anything's possible, my friends. Um, I, we'll leave you with that. Thank you so much for listening. Um, If you want to keep the conversation going about this, if you have any questions, feel free to DM me at Funky Aphrodite on Instagram. Um, I have no idea how I'm going to announce it yet. I'm so excited, but this is something that, that Evan and I have wanted for a really long time. So I'm really excited for your reactions. And I have f- less and less I fear the negative reactions or the mean comments. I mean, I feel like a year ago that would have broken me and I would have cried, but um, just this lion's gate that passed earlier this August, I felt like something changed. I was given strength, um, a tougher skin. That's also something that kind of comes with motherhood with pregnancy is just like you're given what you need as it comes. You're given rest, you're given energy, you're given creativity, you're given empowerment, like it's just such a beautiful process. Um, so that's all that I have for now. Thank you guys so much for listening. I cannot wait to hear from you. If you know somebody else who's pregnant or who is expecting a baby, however they decide to bring one in the world, um, or bring one into their family, um, feel free to share this with them. I cannot wait to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for being my community. Thank you so much for supporting me. I love you. And I hope this podcast helped you in any shape or form. Love you. Bye.